Hi, I'm your host, Christina Hubbard, and this is the Creative and Free Podcast, where creative hearts come fully alive to the pursuit of joy. This is episode number 15, Saying Our Suffering and Blessing It. In this episode, I have a meditative reading of Blessing with excerpts from John O'Donohue's book To Bless the Space Between Us, and a liturgy for a time of widespread suffering written by Douglas McKelvey. We finished out the On Pause series in June with interviews from artists and leaders who shared what's helping them stay grounded, connected, and creative. I learned so much, and I hope you've had a chance to work your way through some or all of them. They're still very relevant since we're all in the murkiness of pandemic and long overdue conversations on justice. Yeah, there's a lot coming at our brains and our hearts, and I don't know about you, but I am feeling it. Many of us can quite easily and boldly name our suffering right now. Loneliness, uncertainty about schooling for our kids, job insecurity, sickness, fear and anxiety, or being with our loved ones 24-7, and there's the other side of that, not being able to see them at all. Saying our suffering before God helps us get honest with our thoughts and feelings before Him. So we can say it, but how do we bless it? It's a strange idea, I know, but equally and even more important. I went through some life trials last year that left me disillusioned and worn down. A practice that turned that around for me was writing a blessing over that year. It shifted my perspective from my wounds and tuned me into God's beautiful way of redeeming pain and teaching me to learn from it. Things like forgiveness, letting go of control, and self-compassion. I'm going to lead you in a meditative blessing and liturgy. Blessing and liturgy are two things I've personally found extremely helpful right now. Here's what John O'Donohue has to say about blessings' power to create a new reality. A blessing is a form of grace. It is invisible. Grace is the permanent climate of divine kindness. There are no limits to it. It has no compartments, corners, or breakage in its flow. For the one who believes in it, a blessing can signal the start of a journey of transformation. That's what I want. Blessing changes our experience. And then liturgy. Liturgy helps to give voice to groanings and prayer that I don't have words to say. It's a written framework to enable me to invite God into the moment and into my consciousness. And it connects me with Him. So I'm going to lead you through a sequence of blessing upon your life, then just a few words of blessing upon the world, and a liturgy for a time of widespread suffering to finish out. The first reading is a blessing from John O'Donohue's book, To Bless the Space Between Us, and it's called For One Who is Exhausted. The second reading is just a very brief excerpt from a section in that same book, and it's called Blessing Our World Now. I'll ask you some questions in between those, and then we'll end with uh, the liturgy. And I invite you to read that with me. You may want to do that by simply listening and praying silently, or if you'd like to read along and aloud, uh, you can find the text in the show notes. It's the very first link. It's also available at everymomentholy.com slash liturgies, and then click on the liturgy for a time of widespread suffering. So you 
you would probably want to read aloud the bolded words and I will read the rest of the text with you. Uh, again, this last liturgical text is um, by Douglas McKelvey from his new book called Death, Grief, and Hope, Liturgies for Seasons of Dying and Grieving, which will come out in the fall of 2020 from Rabbit Room Press. So I hope that's what this meditation will do for you, help you to say your suffering and to bless it. Let's settle in and prepare ourselves for this time of listening and receiving. Take a moment and pause. Place your hand over your heart and take a few deep breaths. Where are you at today? What emotions are you feeling? Can you name them? Ask God to be with you in whatever you are experiencing. Remember to breathe. begin with a blessing on our lives for the one who is exhausted when the rhythm of the heart becomes hectic time takes on the strain until it breaks then all the unattended stress falls in on the mind like an endless increasing weight the light in the mind becomes dim things you could take in your stride before now become laborsome events of will Weariness invades your spirit. Gravity begins falling inside you, dragging down every bone. The tide you never valued has gone out, and you are marooned on unsure ground. Something within you has closed down, and you cannot push yourself back to life. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest and patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. At first your thinking will darken and sadness take over like listless weather. The flow of unwept tears will frighten you. You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rushed through. Become inclined to watch the way of rain when it falls slow and free. Imitate the habit of twilight, taking time to open the well of color that fostered the brightness of day. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Stay clear of those vexed in spirit, 
Learn to linger around someone of ease who feels they have all the time in the world. Gradually, you will return to yourself having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. So here we are in empty time. What has surprised you about the pace of life you are now living? How do you experience it today? How and where have you been able to take refuge in the small miracles? What do you think they want to tell you about your heart? Continue to breathe. Now that we've spent some time with ourselves and blessing our lives before the Lord, let's move to blessing our world. Before I read the text of one question, what is the suffering that most concerns you? actually and concretely affects what goes on. When you give in to helplessness, you collude with despair and add to it. When you take back your power and choose to see the possibilities for healing and transformation, your creativity awakens and flows to become an active force of renewal and encouragement in the world. In this way, even in your own hidden life, you can become a powerful agent of transformation in a broken, darkened world. There is a huge force field that opens when intention focuses and directs itself toward transformation. What small creative idea or act of courage is God pressing into your soul right now? Somewhere that you can join him in the kingdom on earth. If nothing comes to mind, simply ask for the grace to see what breaks his heart.
To close our time together, we'll read the liturgy. I am reading all of the text, and if you're joining me in reading it aloud, you may want to read the bold text. A liturgy for a time of widespread suffering. Christ our King, our world is overtaken by unexpected calamity and by a host of attending fears, worries, and insecurities. We witness suffering, confusion, and hardship multiplied around us, and we find ourselves swept up in these same anxieties and troubles, dismayed by so many uncertainties. Now we turn to you, O God, in this season of our common distress. Be merciful, O Christ, to those who suffer, to those who worry, to those who grieve, to those who are threatened or harmed in any way by this upheaval. Let your holy compassions be active throughout the world even now, tending the afflicted, comforting the brokenhearted, and bringing hope to many who are hopeless. Use even these hardships to woo our hearts nearer to you, O God. Indeed, O Father, may these days of disquiet become a catalyst for conviction and repentance, for the tendering of our affections, for the stirring of our sympathies, for the refining of our love. We are your people who are called by you. We need not be troubled or alarmed. Indeed, O Lord, let us love now more fearlessly, remembering that you created us and appointed us to live in these very places, in the midst of these unsettled times. It is no surprise to you that we are here now, sharing in this turmoil along with the rest of our society. For you have called your children to live as salt and light among the nations, praying and laboring for the flourishing of the communities where we dwell, acting as agents of your forgiveness, salvation, healing, reconciliation, and hope in the very midst of an often troubled world. And in these holy vocations, you have not left us helpless, O Lord, because you have not left us at all. Your spirit remains among us. Inhabit now your church, O Spirit of the risen Christ. Unite and equip your people for the work before them. Father, empower your children to live as your children. In times of distress, let us respond not as those who would instinctively entrench for our own self-preservation, but rather as those who, in imitation of their Lord, would move in humble obedience toward the needs and hurts of their neighborhoods and communities. You were not ashamed to share in our sufferings, Jesus. Let us now be willing to share in yours, serving as your visible witnesses in this broken world. Hear now these words, you children of God, and be greatly encouraged. The Lord's throne in heaven is yet occupied. His rule is eternal, and his good purposes on earth will be forever accomplished. So we need never be swayed by the brief and passing panics of this age. You are the King of the ages, O Christ, and history is held in your Father's hands. 
We, your people, know the good and glorious end of this story. Our heavenly hope is secure. In this time of widespread suffering, then, let us rest afresh in the surpassing peace of that vision, that your whole church on earth might be liberated to love more generously and sacrificially. Now labor in and through us, O Lord, extending and multiplying the many expressions of your mercy. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. The meditation and the liturgy may they be helpful to you and a blessing in your life. If you enjoy this podcast and perhaps you've enjoyed the On Pause series in the past or this episode, please take a moment and leave a star rating and a review in whatever podcasting app that you use. It so very much helps people to find this podcast. Next time, I will be leading you through how to write your own blessing for difficult time. So I hope you'll join me then. Until that time, in the words of John O'Donohue, may you find in yourself a courageous hospitality toward what is difficult, painful, and unknown.